welcome to the Unstuck Your Life podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Pamela Hughes. Every week, we're going to start to wiggle loose in area of your life that has got you stuck. Hello, hello. Yes, I am your host, Pamela Hughes, and this is the Unstuck Your Life podcast. I know that is a bit of a repeat of what you've just heard there. But you know what? Sometimes we got to hear things a couple of times to let it sink in. Lord knows that that's the way I am, right? Well, listen, hey, if you have gotten any value out of this podcast, if I have, in fact, helped you start to wiggle loose some of those areas of your life, how about do me a favor and uh, reading the podcast, whatever you think that it's worth, give it a rating there. And if you got a few moments, uh, leave me a few sentences for a review. The more you do that kind of stuff, the more other people are able to find this podcast and start to wiggle loose those areas of their own lives where they feel like they have been stuck because we all fall into that category at different points in time in our life. And today's podcast is a bit of a mixed bag. I admit that. A lot of things that have been rattling around in my head that I want to share with you guys because Everything that I teach you, everything that I teach my clients, I do to myself. I work on myself. I practice myself. I am a practitioner of this work. And I, in fact, am my own best client. I have to do these things on my own, see how they work, evolve to the highest version of myself so that I can help my clients do that. This work is super powerful. It is what has changed my life for, for those of you that have been with me for a while, or maybe you followed me from the radio world, you know a bit of my history. But for those of you who are new to the podcast, let me just give you a very brief background. I do come from the media world. I spent about 20 years in news. I taught at Arizona State University as an adjunct professor. I was a reporter and anchor, a managing editor, interim news director, and I spent the last six years of my life as a talk show host. And I lived and breathed news. That's that's what I did. And I know that like the news business gets some knocks right now. Uh, some of them are deserving. A lot of them aren't. I mean, when you take a look at what is news, news is the exception. It is not the norm. News will tell you about the child who didn't make it home safe today from school. What the news does not do is tell you about the tens of millions of kids that did make it home every day. It's the exception, not the norm. Same thing with like planes. You know, I didn't report on the tens of millions of planes that landed safely every day. I told you about the one that crashed. The exception, not the norm. That is what news is. And the exception started to become my norm. I, I started to see life in a very negative lens or, or rather through a very negative lens. And I became a little cynical. Hell, I became a lot of cynical. And I'm not proud of it, but I'm being honest with you. I think that when that's the world that you live in, it is very easy for that to happen. I have a lot of friends in law enforcement, first responders, and they know what I'm talking about as well. Um, when you're seeing the worst of humanity on a day-by-day -day basis, it becomes normal. And, and I'm not saying that's right, but it's what they deal with. I mean, first responders are usually dealing with people on one of their worst days. I mean, that's the truth of the matter. And that's what they see every single day. And 
I reported on people's worst days every single day. And that became my norm. And I didn't like that. And so I had to do something about it. And that's how I found coaching. I found coaching as a way to manage my mind. I found coaching as a way to really pick apart my thoughts and challenge them. Because I think that's something that has been lost and not too many people do is think. Yeah, I mean, we think about certain things in life. We think about our job and and what has to be done in order to be successful at our job. And we think about where the kids need to be at five o'clock tonight or have they eaten or who has a dentist appointment or what homework is due and yada, yada, yada. We think about those things. But how often do you spend time thinking about your thoughts, diving into what's happening between those two ears? What's going on in your brain? And I'm not necessarily talking about meditation, of which I am a fan of, but I'm just talking about being curious about the way that you're thinking. Because just as news reports on the negative, and so a lot of people have a negative view of news, which I get, news finds what it's looking for. It finds the exception, not the norm. That's what it reports on. And your brain does the same thing. If your brain is constantly looking for the negative in your life, guess what it's going to find? It's going to find the negative. You find what you're looking for in life. Just like news tries to find the story, the exception, that's what your brain's doing. So if you're constantly finding the negative in the world, it's because that is what you are looking for. You're like, no, 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 Pamela, I want to be positive. I don't want to look for the negative. Well, if you're experiencing a lot of negative and you're finding a lot of negative in the world, sit down and start questioning why. What are your thoughts? Where do you allow your brain to go when it starts spinning out of control? It's one thing to have a complaint. It's another thing to catastrophize. Like a complaint is one issue. I have a problem with X. Catastrophizing is I have a problem with X because of Y and Z. And when that happens, then A, B, and C jump in. And then there's D, E, and F. And before you know it, it's like this spinning and spinning and spinning. And it's thrown in the kitchen sink instead of just dealing with that one complaint. Do you guys ever do this? Do you ever like start somewhere with one issue that is really valid? And, and I'm not sitting here telling you that it shouldn't be an issue. No, it's an issue. It's a problem. You want to dive into it. You want to figure it out. But you don't just focus on that one issue. You don't focus on that one thing someone said. It's what you make it mean. And oh, and then this person said this. And then that person said this. And then this must mean this. And then that must mean that. And the chatter in your brain becomes so overwhelming and so loud. I have been there. It's hard. It is hard. I mean, it's like when you have Google Maps or Apple Maps up on your phone and you're trying to drive somewhere you've never been before. If your radio is blasting at like a 10, it is super loud in your car. It's like you become overwhelmed. It's this this like sensory overload. You can't figure it out. You get anxious. You get frustrated. And what's the first thing you do? You turn down the volume. Well, imagine the music in the car is like the chatter in your brain. If that's screaming at you at a level 10, 
it's going to be really hard to follow the directions and navigate anywhere in life. That anxiety, that frustration, that overwhelm, that tension, you can like feel it. That tension becomes so much that instead of turning down the volume, what we do is we pull over to the side of the road and shut the car off. We stop navigating life. We sit there and then we expect someone to come get us. Instead of figuring out what's going on in our brain, turning down the chatter on it and allowing the map to reroute us. That's your job to navigate what's going on in your brain. But so many of us have not been taught how to do that. Throw me into that category. I didn't know how to do that. When I was in media, I did not know how to do that. You know, I would cover the big stories of the day locally here in Phoenix, nationally here in the United States, and then globally, because that is what we live in right now, a global society. So when something horrific would happen across the globe, I covered it for hours on end. If there was a school shooting somewhere here in the United States, Sandy Hook? Yeah, that was a tough one, to say the least. That was the first time I, I cried at the radio station. I never allowed myself to cry at the radio station. That showed weakness. And as a news person, you weren't supposed to be weak. At least that's what I told myself. I never had anybody tell me that in the industry. Like I never had a professor or a veteran or a boss tell me you're not allowed to show emotion. That was a thought that I had that created all of these negative experiences for me. But I did that. It was a belief that I had. And that's what I'm talking about. Questioning your thinking. Like, where did that come from? And to be honest, it doesn't really matter doesn't really matter where that thought came from. It had such a huge impact on my career. I look back on those early years and I was a bit of a robot. Like I lost a sense of humanity in myself and that's nobody's fault but my own. And I cried during Sandy Hook in the bathroom. Let me be clear there, in the bathroom. I, di I didn't show it to anybody in the newsroom. I just did it in the bathroom. And it took me getting to know myself better and questioning my thoughts and getting really curious as to whether or not I wanted to keep them. You know, a thought that I had is a news person isn't supposed to show emotion. That's not a fact. That's not written in the AP style book that they give you in college. That's someone's thought. That was my thought. It's someone's opinion. It is not a fact. It is opinion. And as my career grew, I wanted to be human. I wanted to show my humanity. And after Gabby Giffords, a U.S. representative for the state of Arizona, was shot down in Tucson, my team and I got sent down to go cover it. And I cried on the air because I went and I, I was assigned the responsibility of covering the death of an elementary school student, Christina Taylor Green. Man, this was, whew, this was years ago and I can still remember like it was yesterday. 
I'm kind of tearing up even a little bit now because I saw all of those, those kids at that elementary school trying to, to deal with the loss of one of their friends and like a tragic, senseless killing. I mean, the little girl was at the grocery store with her grandmother on a Sunday and she wasn't going back to school that Monday. And it was during that reporting that I allowed myself to be a human and show emotion and show vulnerability. And you know what? I connected with my audience in ways I had never done before. And it wasn't a gimmick. It, it, it wasn't for ratings. It was none of that BS. It was me. And I learned a very valuable lesson. When you show up as yourself, when you stop being what other people think you should be or what you think other people think you should be. I mean, how convoluted is that? I was thinking other people thought that I should do this. Like you start to lose sense of who you are. But when I allowed myself to be me, when I aligned my values and my priorities with who I truly was, it was freeing. It allowed me to connect with other people. It was vulnerable. It was scary. And it was also such a growth opportunity for me to share in their pain and to be real. I think a lot of times we're afraid of being real because we're afraid of what people are going to think. What will they say? What will they do? Who are they? Who are they? I'm challenging you on this because I've had to challenge myself on that. I'm not going to post this. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to do this because they might think this. They may say this. They may do that. Who is this they? Who are those people? Can you name them? Is it an ex-boyfriend from high school that like you still, you know, stalk on, on Facebook? Is that what it is? Is it your grandma? Is it... The neighbor, like, can, can you actually see their face? And if you can, are these the people you want dictating what you do in your life? Having so much power over how you show up and what you do. The chances are probably no. You do not want that person to have that kind of power over you. So why are you allowing that to happen? And if you can't see their face, if it's just this vague they, this you know, army of people that you can't quite wrap your brain around, then they don't deserve the amount of time and energy you're spending on worrying about what they'll think. It took me a long time to realize that. But once I did, it was super freeing. Once I got clear on those thoughts that were holding me back, I mean, there is that term limiting beliefs. It's very true. I think it's kind of a coachy term. And so some people resonate with it and some people don't. But the idea of limiting beliefs, you have these beliefs, you have these thoughts that are holding you back. And a belief is just a thought that you have practiced over and over and over. That's where your beliefs come from. You have a thought, you think it over and over and over and over and over again. Your brain gets super efficient, goes, I don't need to think about this anymore. You believe this and just pushes it to the back of your brain, your subconscious. And then it just kind of runs on autopilot back there. 
I'm inviting you to pull those thoughts to the forefront and take a look at them and see if you like what they're creating for you. This idea that I had to be strong, that I had to, you know, just the facts, ma'am, as a journalist, because I was a journalist for many years. A journalist is different than a talk show host. I know that news, you know, like if I'm using air quotes here on my podcast, news does blur those lines. But a journalist is a reporter there to report the story. The who, what, where, why, when, how, the facts. And they're not supposed to become the story. But as a talk show host, I was paid to have an opinion. Like, I was paid to have a provocative opinion. So it wasn't just the facts, ma'am. It's now what do you think and why do you think that? And like, stake your claim. Have a provocative opinion. I was told that so many times. And... Many times I kind of saw both sides of the fence. I'm like, yeah, I totally understand why this side thinks this. And I totally understand why that side thinks that. And that wasn't provocative enough. That was like playing it safe in the middle. No, I wasn't playing it safe in the middle. You can hold two beliefs at the same time. This side can be right and that side can be right. They're not mutually exclusive. I can find the best of both worlds. But I think nowadays we just dig our heels in and go, nope, if it's this, then it can't be that. And that's not true. It can be both. And if you can open your mind up to questioning and thinking back to like that thinking word, when you can think about how can these things both be true? How can my husband love me and still forget to get me something for my birthday? Can your husband love you? And still forget your birthday? Is that possible? Yes. I'm telling you right now, it is totally possible that your husband can love you and still forget your birthday. It's not if he loved you, he wouldn't forget your birthday. Or he forgot your birthday, so he doesn't love you. It can be both. He loves you and forgot your birthday. But see, we're so conditioned, especially now at days, to pick a side. Pick a side of the fence. Sitting on the fence hurts too much, so pick a side. And if you know which side you want to pick and you like the results that that gets you, then there isn't a problem. There's nothing to fix there. But if you don't like the way you feel because you've picked a side, then do something about it. See, it's super interesting to me how often people deflect responsibility to others in their life. In fact, it's blame. They blame people in their life for the way that they're feeling. Instead of taking the ownership of how they're feeling or the responsibility for how they're feeling. And when you can make that shift of owning, owning your role, owning your responsibility, then you can do something about it. But when we go around blaming everybody for our situation or how we're feeling or what's going on, then you give all of your power away. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. They didn't do this. And so now I feel this way. Well, then it's entirely up to them to change in order for you to feel better. Yeah, if they're the one that's making you feel like crap, how inspired do you think that they're going to be to make you feel better? Like none! Chances are that person can't even make themselves feel better. How the hell are they going to do that for you? Your happiness is your responsibility. 
Your mental health is your responsibility. Your wellness is your responsibility. It is yours. And when you can take ownership of it, that's when things start to change. Because when you own something, you have power over it. When you blame, you give all of that power away. And I've done that. I'm sure there are even instances in my life right now where I'm still doing it. I'm not a perfect human being. Like I said, I'm my own best client. I'm a work in progress. As we all are, we should all be growing, evolving to the next highest version of ourselves. But in order to do that, you have to be uncomfortable. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable. Because growth does not come in the comfort zone. Growth comes from the discomfort. Growth comes from failing. Growth comes from doing something you've never done before, questioning thoughts that you've held on to for years, belief systems that you've had for years, and, and seeing if they work for you now. I'm not judging what worked for you last year or two years ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. Those thoughts, those beliefs you had then may very well have worked for you then. Great. That's not a problem. But maybe... Maybe they're not working for you now. Are you willing to do the work to then figure out what does? See, this is all about you. This is all about what you want, the power that you have, the control that you have, the ownership that you have, not from a selfish standpoint, like it's all about me, 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 me. Now, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about taking ownership and not blaming. I took ownership for the way I was feeling in the news business. I wasn't blaming the news. Well, you know what? For a period of time in the industry, let me tell you, I did. Let me let me take that back and be honest with you. I did. And it didn't, it wasn't gonna change, right? I I I could blame all the crappy things that was happening every day in this world, but like it's not gonna change. Crappy negative things have been happening since the dawn of time. That's part of life. Life is 50-50. It's 50% positive and it's 50% negative. This is something that I learned from my coach, Brooke Castillo. It's 50% negative and it's 50% positive. How do we know? Because negative things happen in the world every single day. I reported on them for close to 20 years. Negative things are supposed to happen. It is part of life. You need to know what chaos feels like in order to know what peace feels like. You need to know what unhappiness feels like in order to know what happiness feels like. You need to know what stress feels like in order to know what calm feels like. It's the duality of life. 50-50. It's the balance of life. You have to have one in order to experience the other. But I would fight against that negative so much. I would resist it. So when something negative would happen in the world, I would then start feeling negative about my negativity. I would start feeling overwhelmed about my overwhelm. Instead of just being overwhelmed, I'd be like, oh, I shouldn't be overwhelmed. Something's wrong here. Something's wrong with me. And I'd become overwhelmed about my overwhelm. Have you guys experienced this? When you're sad, instead of just being sad, you get sad that you're sad. So you like you create more sadness for yourself or frustration. This is, this is one that like I still battle. I still battle. Like I get frustrated about something. And then like I'm frustrated that I'm frustrated. So like it just creates more frustration. Instead of just allowing the original frustration to be there, knowing that it too will pass, I create more of it. We do this all the time. And I did a lot of that 
while I was in the news business. And when I started to take control, when I started to take ownership for how I was feeling because I was working with the coach and I was starting to understand the power that I had, I was able to make changes. I was able to create the life that I wanted. I was be able to start shifting some of those belief systems that were holding me back so much so that I am now so blessed and honored to be able to work alongside some amazing people that are my clients. I have like the best clients, the best. They're open, they're honest. They dig in, they do the work. They get those aha moments, they start to shift. They see what's possible, they're open to creating the future they want instead of reliving the past that they're trying to leave behind. I told you this was a mixed bag of a podcast, but just so many thoughts have been going through my mind as we see so much of what's happening in the world right now. And I want to let you know that you're not alone. There is a lot of negativity in the world. It's supposed to be there. It always has been. Since the dawn of time, bad things have been happening. Why? Because they're supposed to. And I know that may sound really weird, but it's true. Half of life is positive, half of life is negative. So when the negative part happens, then you're just in that negative part of life. You get to decide how you want to experience it. Do you want to create more of it or move through what you currently have? It's a different way of thinking. It's a different way of operating. It's a philosophy, if you will. It is not a science. It's a practice. Like I said, I'm a practitioner of it myself. And so I wanted to just share these thoughts with you today. You find what you're looking for. So if you're having an overwhelmingly negative experience of life, what are you looking for? How much time do you spend thinking about you and what you want and who you are and what you're creating in this world and why it is you do what you do and what your future is going to look like? Like the big things, Instead of thinking about the mundane, stupid stuff that we get wrapped up with on a daily basis that doesn't move the needle towards creating the next best version of yourself. And I say the next best version because it's not a better version. You're great right now. You're worthy right now. In fact, you're never going to be any more worthy than you are right now because you've always been worthy. Everything about you has been worthy, 100% worthy. Nothing you can do is going to change that. Making more money isn't going to make you more worthy. Losing weight isn't going to make you more worthy. Finding a partner isn't going to make you more worthy. You are fully worthy right now. And the moment you realize that is the moment you open yourself up to create that future that you're looking for. So yeah, today was a bit of a verbal vomit, just kind of an insight as to what's going on in my head, letting you know that you're not alone. It's totally normal to have a lot of these thoughts. And if you feel stuck in doing anything about them, then find somebody you trust to talk about. A friend, a family member, a coach like myself, whatever it is. We all have blind spots in our life that we just feel stuck and we keep bumping into and running into that we don't even know exist. These thoughts, these beliefs that we don't even know exist until someone points out that pattern of thinking. And once they do, man, it's so much easier to break free of it if you choose to. But again, you get to make that choice because life is all about choices. Are you going to focus on the negative? Focus on the positive. Are you going to fight the negative when it happens and create more of it or just allow it? 
you going to blame the people around you for what's happening in your life? Or are you going to own it? Are you going to take the time to focus on your future? Or is it just super easy to keep reliving your past? All choices, all that you get to make that are within your power. So I'll tell you what I tell my daughter all the time. Make good choices. Make good choices. And you know who gets to decide whether or not they're a good choice? You. You get to decide. And you'll know whether or not they're a good choice by the way they make you feel and the results that they create for you in your life. All right. That's it for today, guys. I think that's enough. I'll see you next week. Hey there, podcast listeners. If you're feeling stuck and you want to start wiggling loose, head on over to my website, PamelaHughesCoaching.com and sign up for a free session to see if life coaching is for you. Again, that's PamelaHughesCoaching.com. Hope to chat with you soon.